Welcome to Dementia Talks. I'm Ted from Wandering Light. Today, we're going to start a series that discuss, discusses one of the most important set of things you can do if you have problems with your memory. And quite honestly, you should start doing these things as soon as possible after you find out you have dementia or even suspect you may have memory issues. Interested in more information on what to do right after you have your diagnosis, see the article What Now in wanderinglight.com. Obviously, after you find you out you have dementia, there are some serious issues that run through your mind as you struggle with the loss of what you thought was going to be the rest of your life. In Wandering Light, we have a series of help articles under Getting to Acceptance that can help you on the bumpy road ahead. You may be struggling with what does it mean to have dementia, and hopefully for that reason you have turned to this episode or any of the prior ones. Hopefully you have learned you can live positively and still have dementia. But there's a catch. Isn't that the way it always is? Here it is. The ability to live positively is supported by a number of things that you need to do differently. Some of the most important habits you need to develop are called coping mechanisms. Coping mechanisms allow you to do what you do normally without expending as much mental energy as you did in the past. That sounds simple, but they're not always obvious. You could list all the things that you do in a day and probably miss the one we're going to discuss today, the one that's most important. When I talk to others like me that have dementia, that not only understand the value of living positively, but they live it, they do it. This is the most this is the most often missed coping mechanism that they have identified. Here it is. Simplify your environment. Simplifying your environment is more than just being a minimalist. Although minimalization is one element of simplification. Minimalism is about living with less. This includes less financial burdens, such as debt and unnecessary expenses. And for many minimalists, the philosophy is about getting rid of excess stuff and living life based on experience rather than worldly possessions. But simplification is more than just reducing the amount of stuff that you have. Although this is a key ingredient, it is not the only part of simplification. Psychology Today identifies five ways to simplify your life as one, declutter your house. Two, get rid of bad mental habits. Three, cut out toxic people and things. Four, take charge of your money. Five, gain control of your time. And here's the kicker. Start subtracting, start doing it. 
let's start talking about simplification and what it actually means for someone with memory issues. Anytime we do something, we spend some level of mental energy. The more mental energy we spend, the worse the dementia feels. As we said in the last episode, we are spending our chits. Often, we have to exert mental energy simply because our environment is changing. The higher the degree of change, the more we are going to spend our mental energy, and the more of those we spend, the worse off our day, and maybe the next few days are going to be. So, if you start looking at things in your life which create complexity, they should be the highest on your list in terms of addressing simplification. The problem is, they're not all obvious. Unfortunately, they are not always obvious. Worse, they can literally be right in front of you. But far too often, we miss it. First example of complexity is everyday life. If you go to your refrigerator and it has different things in it in different places all the time, and you're simply trying to find something that is jammed way in the back, wherever it goes, then quite frankly, your brain has to spend a lot of energy to look through all the items and find what you're looking for. What's worse is that you need to understand another important factor about dementia called tunneling. Tunneling prevents you from seeing something except those things right in front of you. Additionally, you may not see the item that is right in front of you if it looks slightly different than what you thought it would look like. For example, a jar of pickles has a red label versus a green label. For most people, we don't even think about it. Now consider the amount of energy you have spent um, in your brain trying to find out that that jar of pickles that was red is really green, just to see an item that is right in front of you. This is not only frustrating, but it contributes to losing a significant loss of mental energy for that day. It can be something very simple right in front of us every day and it creates a huge problem. It takes the full cooperation of your partner or caregiver to address these things. The next example is a simple one in the bathroom. If you have stuff all over or you throw your stuff in a drawer and you don't, like, and you don't have it organized, then you're asking your mind to remember where you last put it. Or you are going to have to look for it. Either way, you're spending chits. If you don't keep it in the same place, then you can't go to that drawer without spending mental energy to find the razor or your deodorant. Or if you're a female, maybe you're looking for your skin toner or something as simple as a toothbrush or toothpaste. If it's not stored in the same place, it may only create a small amount of energy, mental energy to find it in the beginning phases of dementia. But as time progresses, it will contribute to your sense of anxiety and loss of mental processing ability. So what's the answer? Develop new coping mechanisms early 
in your memory problem area. It's simple to clean out drawers, get rid of anything that you don't need, look for things that you don't need to help you create space for things that you do need. The more space, the easier it will be to organize and to find things. Next, make where each item is stored a standard place, and you need to put it there from now on, every day. That's called habit building. Good habits are the key to positive living. Habits take far less mental energy than when we have to think about it, about it and give us, and it gives us a sense of being in control. We need to make sure that changes to the things that affect us day in and day out become habits, i.e. looking for your toothbrush or your toothpaste. They need to always be in the same spot. So that becomes a habit, not a searching expedition. We can apply the same logic to your clothing drawer, your closets, go through them, Give to Goodwill, whatever charity is your choice, anything you don't regularly wear, get rid of it. Keep your drawers and closets simple. Keep them organized and always have things in the same spot. If you're not the one who does the laundry or if your caretaker does the laundry, they need to help you work with you to put things back in the same spot every day. Next come places that are even less obvious. Use the same philosophy for now for the less obvious ones like your office or some place that you go to work or your crafts or watch TV. Maybe the place you use a computer. Any place you spend time needs to be a place that is simplified, organized, cleaned out of unused junk. Remember, things must always be put back in the same place that they were previously in. My advice is to get rid of everything you can. The more stuff you keep, the more stuff you have to file away in your mind as to where things are. Simplification requires you not only to evaluate whether you need it, but it also requires evaluation as to whether or not it's in a spot that can easily be found. So that when you go to look for it or, or look to find it, it is easy to be found. There are countless other things which fit the same profile. It could be inside your car. If you're not a person that keeps your car neat, here's a reality check. You, you need to become that kind of person. You need to have a car that is neat and organized things are in a place where you always keep them. Start with things that need to be in a certain place all the time. Even if it's not simplified, you now know that it is one less thing that you have to keep organized in your head. For example, if you have a workshop, it needs to be cleaned up and simplified. I personally was lagging on both my garage and my workbench, and also the closet in my office but they're on my to-do list and they are big items to tackle. But like the saying goes, Rome wasn't built in a day. And since I've started this uh, recording, I have worked on the garage and my closet and they are in better shape. 
These are areas that are out of my day-to-day -day use. So consequently, I didn't spend a whole lot of mental energy thinking about them. But the mere fact that I had just mentioned them to you, that they need work, means that I have not put them out of my mind. The bottom line is there are certain mechanisms that work with dementia. One of those is a feeling of anxiety that comes from not being able to find things or to spend energy looking for things in your mind that you normally believe you should be able to find. When that happens with dementia, you don't just stop thinking about it. It troubles your mind until you ultimately find that thing. The second part, part is about sheer complexity. Complexity requires much greater mental energy. It also causes frustration and anxiety because of the tunneling effect. When you're looking for something, it will be significantly worse, worse with dementia. Last, complexity itself doesn't allow us to reduce those things, which normally cause confusion because of sheer intimidation. If this is what is keeping you from addressing these issues, have an open and honest conversation with your caregiver of your family for help. So for these reasons, this is why I have listed complexity and simplification as the number one item you should address as a coping mechanism as soon after you are diagnosed or even start to see memory challenges. Having said that, the same approach can be used by lots of people, whether or not they think they are struggling with aging or they have another disease. Certainly, if you have a physical limitation, having things in the same spot is going to be a great benefit to you no matter what. But focusing on dementia, I hope you can see why I listed this as number one. Next, we are going to cover a lot of other coping mechanisms. I hope that you implement some of the things that I have covered here and put these suggestions into practice because they will really help you improve not only your day-to-day -day mental attitude, but aptitude as well. If you have further questions, please leave them on Dementia Talk's YouTube channel or wanderinglight.com. Remember, it's wandering, L-I-T-E, dot com. This same podcast talk will be available under Wandering Light in text form as well as having links to the audio portion. Here is hoping that you have a positive and wonderful day and take care and God bless. This is Ted from Dementia Talks signing out.